the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Our friend, the blues analyst here on 101 ESPN, Joey Vitale, joins us as he does every Friday. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Randy, Michelle, doing great today. How are you guys doing? Everything's great here in the studio. It was great to hear you uh, on the air talking hockey with a game going on the other night. <laughs> hey, that was something, wasn't it? That, was, that felt right. It felt, uh, felt like being back on something really good. Not only the game, but... Seeing the familiar faces, you know, the, the Darren Pangs and the Fox Sports team and, you know, Doug Armstrong across the rink and the coaches up scouting. And it was fun. It was fun to be back. It was fun to see the players and, and uh, sharing some laughs and just kind of talk, talk about what we love so much, which is the sport of hockey. And I'm excited for next week. Well, Joy, as you watch the Blues take the ice in that scrimmage, as you walked away from that, who are a couple players that caught your eye? Uh, Michelle, you know, a couple to me, to me, heading into that scrimmage, you know, inner inner team scrimmage before this season, all the chaos, and everything's kind of going on. You know, you, you don't know what, what this will necessarily be. It's a, it's a practice game. Obviously the, the main thing is you don't want anyone getting hurt. No one did, but there, there really, there's a big difference in what these games mean to certain people versus others for Ryan O'Reilly or Colton Pareko. Those games don't mean much. It's just about getting their reps in and getting ready for next week. But to me, there were a couple players that this, this that game in particular was mostly about, and the spotlight was going to be on, and it really kind of revolves around this third line for the St. Louis Blues, which I big, think is the biggest question mark as far as what this looks like for this head coach and Craig Berube. You got Tyler Bozak that's going to be anchoring it. I think that's the staple, but I think the wingers are kind of uncertain right now at this point. There's two spots for three players. There's Zach Sanford, Sammy Blay, and now Jordan Cairo, who's been making some good splash here in camp. So there's three guys right there that to me that scrimmage was about, and you look at all three players, they all ended up on the board. I thought they all played very well as far as getting some points and raising some eyebrows. But of those three guys, I think the, the, the best of all three was actually Jordan Cairo. And that's a bit of a surprise scene as, you know, Sammy Blay and Zach Sanford have been more consistently in this lineup in the national hockey league level than Jordan Cairo. But I think Jordan Cairo has, has been, been given something this year. Uh, more so than he's probably been given in the years past, which has been interesting to see how he has continued to evolve into a great hockey player. And what I think that is, is confidence. I think you look at the last two camps, Jordan Cairo was always that kind of guy penciled in, but not really in. And I think they were kind of looking for him to kind of just make his, make his stand and trying to find his way. And I think he's always kind of been the odd man out. And I think that's kind of disrupted his confidence a little bit. Maybe it hasn't really led to him to become the player that, that he is, you know, you look at his call-ups over the last couple of years, comes up for a couple of games, maybe gets a goal, shows great speed, but he turns puck over a couple of times and then right back, he's out of the lineup again. So I think the confidence thing's always been um, against Jordan Cairo, but now he comes into camp this year. He's got these amazing tools. He's got this amazing speed. We've all seen his offensive uptake, right? But the one thing that he's been given, I think this year, because of the opportunity presented is confidence. They're telling him that, Hey, 
this third line spot right now is yours. It's not Sammy Blaze, even though Sammy Blaze, Stanley Cup champion, he means a lot to this team. But we need speed and we need some depth scoring, and you can provide that. So here you go. Here it is on a platter. You're going to be our starting third line winger. Now go out there and, and do something with it. So he's been given that confidence, I think, from this coaching staff more so than the last couple of years. And he really is doing great things with it. He looks fuller. He looks bigger. He even looks faster. Uh, he just looks more confident. You see him moving his mouth. He's not really a chatty kid, but he's moving his mouth out there in the scrimmage. To me, if he continues to play like this, it could be that depth scoring that the Blues have desperately needed over the last couple of seasons. Joey, do you like having a guy? I, I do, but from a player's perspective, and you've been in the game so much, do you, do you like it that a legitimate NHL player or two is going to have to sit every night, whether it's one of the three that you mentioned, Blay, Sanford, Kairou, and then on defense, you've got Gunnarsson and Mikola and Dunn and Bortuzzo behind your, your top two defense pairs. Do you like the idea of having legitimate guys waiting in the wings like that? I do because you, you have guys that are always ready. And more importantly, Randy, you have guys that are in the lineup. that are hungry, hungry to stay there. You know, when I was playing on teams and when you see teams around the league, when they're decimated with injuries, right. It, you know, you know, as a player, the coaches have to play me. The coaches have to put me on the power play because they don't have anyone else. When you have a healthy group, like the blues have had uh, very fortunately over the last couple seasons, when you have a healthy group and you have NHL ready guys waiting, watching from the upper deck, you know, not only those players up in the upper deck are hungry. Everyone on that ice is always chomping at the bit to make sure that they stay in the lineup. So there is that, there is that, um, there is that ability to stay hungry, which makes players, I think it elevates their game. You know, th- there's the other side where, well, if a player is just confident, he's in his spot, doesn't he, doesn't he feel like maybe he can play better knowing to me, uh, yes, if you're like a Ryan O'Reilly and a Vladimir Tarasenko, but of all those bubble guys you mentioned, a Sammy Blay, a Jordan Cairo, Zach Sanford, uh, Carl Gunnarsson, Robert Bortuzzo, all those players that are in, out, in, out, in, out, I think the hunger, you need that hunger. I think, I think it's, it's very important because when they're out, they, they so desperately want to get back in. And when you put them back in, they're like a caged lion. And then when they are in, they want to stay in. So I think that hunger is very important for those bubble guys. And I think that assuming the blues stay relatively injury free this year, they're going to have that flexibility. And with as many games as we're going to have with the taxi squad, I think they're going to need those interchangeable parts quite a bit. And Joey, the other thing I really like about it from a blues fan standpoint is that you lose maroon, Steen, Tarasenko, Bo Meester, Petro, and don't get a player back for any of those guys. Yet you still have these depth issues. <laughs> Well, yes, it's amazing. I mean, honest to God, you mentioned those five players, and, I, and we mentioned those five players the other day, Randy, and I'm sitting here looking at this team on paper, and I'm watching this team play, and how, do, how is this possible? But you lose those five, six guys like you mentioned, and I'm, I'm seriously looking at this team like, I think we're a better team today than we were last year. Isn't that amazing? I mean, it's amazing to think that you lost those guys. Like, let's just look at the defense, for example. You lose Petrangelo, you know, one of the best defensemen in the league, okay? But you do gain Tory Krug, and in some ways you gain a Justin Falk because Justin Falk was kind of in the shadows for a while there because Petro was the guy. So now you actually you get two extremely high-caliber defensemen for, for the price of losing one, if that makes any sense. So mm-hmm. it is weird how you lose players, but now, but now these other players have the opportunity to take over. Let's look at the offensive side for a second. Yes, you lose Vladimir Tarasenko, 
But guess who is just coming through with, with, with shiny armor and is really, I think he's going to have the breakout year of his career is going to be Robert Thomas, who's going to be centering this top line. I'm watching him yesterday come to the neutral zone with speed. He looks folder. He looks thicker. He's never had this much time off in probably the last four years because you look at him when he played juniors, he went back-to-back cups. Uh, he went to the finals two years in a row. Then he wins the Stanley Cup. He's never had an opportunity to really – uh, have his body catch up and, and develop. And now he looks like a man out there and he is moving like a man and he is moving confidently in his third year, this coming year, I think it's going to be a breakout year for him. But again, an opportunity presented to a young stud forward only because of guys that are going to be missing. So it, it, it is strange. It is strange to say you're losing all those guys and we are still a team that is known around the league that is going to be dangerous and one of the top teams to compete for a cup this year. Speaking of dangerous, Joey, let's talk about the power play. The Blues were third in the power play last season. They go out, they get Tory Krug, Mike Kaufman. You have Jimmy Montgomery on the coaching staff. When you look at this group of players, how lethal can the Blues power play be? I think we could be a top power play in the National Hockey League. I think by the end of the season, I think we should have, we could have the number one power play. Uh, you, you look at Washington, they're always going to be up there. Boston um, was always up there, but now they've lost Krug. So you're looking at just a couple uh, high-caliber ones across the league. I think we are now that, that team. I think we were so, uh, in some ways, one-dimensional for the last couple seasons. And what I mean by the one-dimensional is we were a great five-on-five team. We were heavy and snarly and just we four-checked the heck out of teams and we just wore teams down. That was our, that was our MO, right? That was our, that was our bread and butter. But one of the kind of areas we maybe weren't as consistent was was the power play. We'd have games where we should, if we had a halfway decent of a power play, we should just walk away with these wins, and then our power play would suffer. We let up a shorthanded goal. But we were so good five-on-five, we actually made up for it. But now I look at this team. This this Blues team is going to be equally, if not better, five-on-five. But now we have this different element. We almost had this, like, Tampa Bay effect, where Tampa Bay – you know, at times we're not very good five on five, but they had such a freaking good power play that they would actually win games because of the talent and talent on the power play alone. Now imagine that. Imagine the Blues are going to be good five on five, and they're going to be getting a goal or two here and there in these games. They're going to help them win games. You look at Mike Hoffman, a kid they take from Florida. You know, five on five, he's probably got a little bit of work to do here in St. Louis. It's going to be a very different system in Florida. And the Western Conference is extremely different hockey than the Eastern Conference. I don't know if he is going to be uh, ready from the get-go to play that kind of heavy style, but he's an exceptional power play guy. Keith Yandel, who was his buddy in Florida, just set him up with one-timers all year long for the last two seasons. He told me over the phone, just, just give him the puck. Put it anywhere near his one-timer spot, and he's going to score at least 20 a, goal, 20 a year on the power play alone. So that's going to be a weapon. But the biggest weapon is going to be the quarterback. It's going to be Tory Krug. We've all seen what he's done in Boston over the last eight, nine years. Yes, you have Bergeron and Marchand. you got these great players that hit these seam passes, but it all always goes through that captain, always goes through that quarterback, the guy at the top of the key, and it's been Tory Krug. He's got this amazing ability to look players off. He's incredible at getting up in the ice, getting to the offensive zone, buttoning it up and having puck, puck possession. He doesn't give up the puck too much either. So Tory Krug on the top of the key. Mike Hoffman's going to be a one-time threat, Michelle. And, and this is something the Blues have not had in probably the last two to three seasons is a one-time threat. Look at Alex Ovechkin in Washington. He's got that one-timer. Everyone on the PK knows it's coming, so you have to guard it. When you guard that, everything else kind of opens up. The Blues have not had that. Vladdy likes his off wing. Perron likes his off wing. So as much as you like to see those guys do it, and they are effective at it, the way they kind of drag that puck across their body and go across the net and score goals, 
But that one-time threat is something the Blues have not had. Now with Hoffman, you have it. He's got an absolute BB for a one-timer on that left side. So now that teams know that that could be coming, you just wait. I mean, wait for these seams now to open up. And the good news is they have a great quarterback in Tory Krug that will find those seams, hit them, and hopefully, like I said, we will go from more of that five-on-five, one-dimensional team to having this great power play that can come in night and night out consistently where they can win you games, even if for some reason five-on-five it ain't there or maybe your goaltender that's in a couple-week goal. Hey, Joey, I got a uh, air fryer for Christmas. You talk about a game changer. It takes oil out of the equation and made some orange chicken yesterday. It was delicious. Have you utilized a, a, uh, a, an air fryer yet? Randy, to me, air fryers are a lot like, uh, they're a lot like chihuahua dogs. Either you love them or you hate them, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not a taker. I'm not a taker on uh, – I'm a big oil guy. Listen, olive oil to me from, from my home country, you got to have a ton of olive oil. I know Michelle knows what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. I don't think, there's nothing wrong with oil. Uh, or, or as the southern, or the southern folk call peanut oil. You ever, see, you ever hear someone? You ever hear someone from the south like, oh yeah, rub a little peanut oil, oh. little peanut oil on my fried chicken. No, I love oil. I'm a big oil fan, Randy. But you know what? When you get up a little older, like I probably will be here another 20 years, I gotta, I gotta watch it. But right now, I'm not a big, not a big taker on the air fryer. All right, uh, I'll bring you something that's air fried, and you'll like it. As long as it's as long as it's, uh, carrot cake. If you air fried your carrot cake, I need that. <laughs> We'll see. Hey, hopefully we can get out and uh, see each other at the rink very soon. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Randy. Thanks, Michelle. Have a great weekend, guys. See you, buddy. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.